Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about hot, steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man. Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday right here at 10 a.m. It has been a fabulous month. We have been talking about Money Matters all month long in honor to celebrate our theme, March Madness. The things that make us mad are generally our money. So we've been covering topics all month as they relate to our money and how it matters to us. Today, folks, we got something awesome for you, something that you can definitely relate to. Tell me if you can relate to your credit score, your credit worthiness, your buying power from 400 to 800. We're going to be talking about those numbers and what they mean to you. And here to do that with me today is three phenomenal gentlemen. Two will be representing the company today. The company's name is It's All About Your Score. They're based out of Atlanta, but they have national presence. Please help me welcome to the show Desmond Hodge and John Cotter. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. All right. Are, are we ready? Are y'all fired up and ready to get some great dialogue listen, going on? Listen, sorry, it's an honor to be on here. It's great. It's great. I'm excited. I've been listening to your show. I'm just happy to be on here, um, give out some of the things that's going to affect all of us, and I'm just excited to be here. I tell you what, some people are not happy this morning. Uh, Desmond, as we talk about the subject, because some people right now are probably gone through a whirlwind of situations based on their credit score. So they probably are not driving the car they want to drive. They may not be living where they choose to live. And you know what, Al Desmond, they may not even have the job that they want to have because of their credit score. So we want to talk with them about that this morning and, and, and actually give them some tips. Before we kind of get into that, would you please share a little bit about your background, your experience, and uh, what this company is all about? Well, my background, being that I'm an African American, it um, it comes from an, an experience where our, our culture was never really explained the, the definition of the credit. I mean, if you look at our our forefathers and our parents, you know, coming out of segregation, they were never really explained, and you know, they were always taught that money was always king, and the more money you had, the more power that you had. And you know, coming into my generation now, my mid thirties, you know, we went to school and we had to learn the hard way. You know, we thought credit was free, and a lot of people thought that. And everybody that's listening, everybody experienced. I know you said some. Everybody's experienced something with uh, credit one way or another. 
um, there's very, very few percentages in the African-American community of people that were explained uh, the power of credit. And so we found ourselves in a bind, and, and we're here, and our company is, is to help our, our people um, not only get their credit score in order, but to basically educate them so that they don't have to come back to us and that they can get the goods and services that they need going forward in life. Um, our, and, and the reason why we named our business, it's all about your score, because no matter where you go, that's the first thing. You can be the nicest, you can be good looking, you can be tall, you can be handsome. It really doesn't matter once they run your credit score. And that's what it's all about. It defines you. It, it carries with you. It carries with you when you apply for a job. So all, credit com- all companies now are running your credit score. And if you have poor credit, it shows that you have poor management skills and therefore can affect you doing the job that they want to hire you for. If you want to purchase a car, they do not trust you to purchase a car if you don't have the proper credit score um, that that gives you the lending rights to purchase that car. If you want to purchase a house, especially post-2008 when, when the crash happened, if your score is not in order, these banks are not giving you free money for you to go ahead and, um, you know, mess up their money. So it's all about your credit score, and that's that's the way life has now presented itself, and that's why we're here for, to help people and to get their score in order so that whenever they go to go buy goods and services, that they have a, um, a respectable credit score that they can be respected. You know, one of, one of the major things that we, we do in life is purchase property, purchase a car, and generally, that was pretty much what we needed credit for. Because I know people personally, I've had debates and in-depth conversations with them, and they said things like, well, I, I have money. Well, I don't need a $500 credit limit. I don't have a thousand. I don't need a $1,000 credit limit. Um, and so, yeah, and so they, well, I don't, I don't need those things because I, I, have, I have money. And, and for the most part, that's true. However, when you get to, you know, like I said, the homes and, and and the cars, now they're looking at your credit score. And even lately over the past few years, it's been a thing that you can't even run an apartment or get a job if your credit is is, is not in a good place. And and it's not even a job that entails you dealing with money. So it, it's become real. It's It's gotten real, real right now. And it's really imperative that we do pay attention to our credit, you know, Visit your credit report at least once a year or even twice a year to kind of just see what's there, even if it's not active. Would you would you suggest they do Let that as give, well? Yes, I, definitely I would suggest they do that. But before I tell you about what I suggested, you said that there were people that, you know, they feel that they don't have to have a credit score. It's all about their money. Let me explain a little small story about a client that we had real quick. We had a client that went through a divorce. Uh, His credit went really bad. He sold his house. He was able to claim $100,000. You know, he settled through the divorce. He had $100,000 cash put into his bank. He said, I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and buy me another house. And it was a $300,000 house. His credit was poor. The bank told him no. He was going to put $100,000 down, which is a third, which is really hard. A very, very small percentage of people can put a third down of a house, and the banks told him no because of the credit because they did not trust him to pay the two-thirds that was left on the loan. My first house that I purchased, I put came to the table with $400 down on the $230,000 home. 
because my credit score and my respect and my honesty of what they believed in that I was willing to pay that house back. So that's just understanding for the people out there who think that, listen, I have money. I really don't need score. I mean, I really don't need credit. It can, it will definitely affect you. And especially when we talk about the, the jobs, you know, if you have poor credit and you owe a lot of debt and you feel that you don't need to uh, address it going in, into uh, employment positions. Um, you were asking me another question about checking your credit score. Definitely, mm-hmm. that's a very imperative to check your credit score at least twice a year. The reason why you want to see what's going on, you want to see if there's any fraud, you want to see if there's any changes. You know, a lot of people move from one location, one residence to another residence, and what happens, they may owe, say, a medical bill of $50, $100, a copay that they forgot to pay. Um, and, and what happens is that medical company may ship it to that new address, and whoever goes to that new address may be shredding it or throwing it out or sending it back to the post office. You may not ever get that mail. Well, what happens is that that account eventually goes to collections. So it shows up, and it affects your credit score. So you think something simple as, oh, we're moving. I trust that the post office is going to transit everything to me. Sometimes that's not the case, and I know we've all experienced that. We've all looked on our credit report and looked at what's this in collections. I already addressed this, and you might not have because you might have not gotten the additional uh, money that you owe from them in in a letter form. So you definitely, it's important to try to do it two times a year. And um, so you can see what's going on and see if there's any changes or any any increase in balances too. That's 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 a good thing you pointed out because um, there are a lot, a lot of those small things on there, and though sometimes those small little things can really impact you in a great deal in terms of driving your your number down. So so if you if you don't mind, that's that, that's share with them a couple of things that could drive those numbers down that they may be able to fix. I'm going to let John answer that question. Join us, John. Sure, sure. sure. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, Really quickly, um, to to kind of uh, pick up where you guys left off with regards to, like, things that that are going to draw the score down. Um, One of the main things is inquiry. You know, so it may be Thanksgiving time, getting ready to go into the holiday season, and you're thinking about going out and getting all these gifts, et cetera, et cetera. Every time you do what's called a hard pull, and a hard pull is where you are filling out an application either online or physically. You're giving them three uh, very important pieces of information, your social, your date of birth, and your address. That's going to be a hard inquiry. It's going to be a hard pull. When they do that hard pull, you are going to lose the point. Um, um, so that, that's something that a lot of people, you know, really don't understand. So not only when you do that one pool, when they look at the course of your report over, let's say, two or three months, and you've done 14 pools, now we're talking about a, another level of where your score is dropping. So you have to be careful about even applying for credit. Some of us play that game, you know, we'll be in the department store, we'll uh, apply for the credit, and you got your fingers crossed. You never want to be in that position. If you're applying for a credit card, you want to pretty much know that that is a, a guaranteed sort of thing so that when they look at your credit report and they see, you know, ABC Bank did an inquiry, you should have an ABC Bank account that matches that. All those things are factors. And just little things like that people do not know. Um, you got to make sure that you keep your balances low. 
Um, one practice that we encourage our clients to do is if you have a credit card, let's say it's a thousand dollar balance, use that credit card to pay a bill that you would normally already pay anyway. Maybe it's a utility bill, maybe it's a small car, whatever that is, whatever that bill that you're normally going to be used to paying every month anyway. You pay it with that card, and then you pay that card in full because you've already allocated that cash in your budget for that that bill anyway. Pay it in full. Another big misconception is that credit cards, like Desmond said earlier, is just this magical fairy dust, you know, free money, and we go out there and we run these limits up, and that high credit limit has such a detrimental uh, 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 response to your credit report that you would not believe. You know, you want to keep your balances low. Most, you know, most researchers say you want to have, you want, you want to carry less than about 30% or so. So anywhere between that 30% to 40% is okay. But again, one good practice of that, that we encourage is using using that, you know, uh, credit card for something that you've already got funds, budget, allocated for, and paid in full, and you will have the reverse effect. Not only, it, not only will it, it not make your score go down, it will actually improve your performance and make you look much better, make your credit work okay. John, 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 let's pause right there. I, I want to make sure that that, that sinks in because that that was new. That information you just shared is really relatively new, new to me. Before we we tap into that, I just want to go back and re-emphasize that he said, "Ladies, and I'm saying this to the ladies who listen. That means that when you go in a department store and it's like, well, let us run your credit, you will get 20% off. It doesn't matter if it's declined. So John is telling you that it does matter." So do not let them run your credit for you to get 10 or 20% off that you will be declined. So he's saying that it's not even worth you having those inquiries on your credit. So if, you, if you can't buy it for what is for what is marked advertised for, then don't even try to get a discount by challenging, um, by using your credit score um, to, um, to sacrifice that. It's not even worth it. So I just want to emphasize that. So, John, you described that. We should pay our credit off within the 30 days. So do not pay a portion of it. Because I was under that belief, too, that we should pay a portion of it. I think it was 60% because you want to show your ability to pay the credit. So you're saying that we should not exactly. do that. Okay. Well, well, there's, there's a couple things, right? So there's a credit mix, right? When I say credit mix, I mean that you have to have certain types of credit on your report. You have to have a certain mix to make your credit mm. worthiness look favorable. So one of the things you're talking about, you're actually absolutely correct. You want to have something that you carry a small balance on. So that's one factor, all right? That second factor would be just as I said before. You want to have something that you pay off 100%, 100% or at least as close to it as possible every month. Again, make sure it's something that, already got funds allocated for it, it's already budgeted, you're just going to use that credit to do that, right? You're, you're being strategic in that. And then the, the third factor is the existing credit you have and the history attached to that credit. So th- those are three things that are really, really key in that credit mix. You want to have some open revolving credit. You want to have some credit that you're paying, you know, Johnny on the spot 100% all the time. And then you want to have something that you've established Hopefully, you know, if you're, if, if you're a young person or we're talking to middle-aged people or people of any, you know, really age background, you've got maybe like a small auto loan or signature loan, something that you're carrying 
that has a really good history. You know, you've had it for five years. You've had it for seven years. Those things also help give you that good credit mix, and it makes you look very well-rounded from a credit worthiness perspective. So it's not just kind of like this one-dimensional thing. It's a little bit of what you were talking about, it's a little bit of what I was talking about. There's a couple other things, you know, involved in there as well. And we've got to be, we've got to be as a, as a culture, we've got to be strict. You know, I heard Desmond speak earlier about uh, the friend of ours who, who had, you know, cash money but still couldn't qualify for a house. Credit has to be used strategically. That's the difference between credit and cash. When you're getting ready to make a major move, you're getting ready to, you know, try to get a, a, a loan for your son or daughter to go to school, a private loan, or you're trying to make a, a home purchase or a car purchase, that's the whole point of this. That's when you've got to be strategic and you use the credit. Cash, uh, you know, cash is cash and cash is king, but I, I'm, uh, my, my personal philosophy is that that is false. Credit is king. Credit is king and credit worthiness is king at its power. Um, like you, you guys mentioned before, it can lead to you not getting a job. So even automotive industries look at your credit. You know, people don't understand that. Like, it is that serious. So um, it's very important, and there's some little, you know, just housekeeping things that, that we can all do on an individual basis, um, you know, to make to, to make this thing better for us to get out of the culture. And that, you mentioned earlier, one of the things that, you know, hey, well, what really sets you guys apart? What makes you different, you know, from any of these other guys I just said they're doing it, is that we have a, a, a deep care and concern for our culture, and we're trying to educate and, and, and move our people forward in this arena so that they can, you know, teach the, the next generation, the generation of them, you know, how, how to be different, you know, and how to how to put themselves in positions that maybe, you know, we weren't and our parents were not in financially. Uh-huh. What, what kind of advice? So that, that's really good information, and I actually learned something myself from that, so I, I appreciate that. I, I, listening, uh-huh. to you, listening to you gentlemen talk about the importance of credit and, and how it needs to be strategic and utilizing it. It sounds like there's quite a bit of management that has to go on. And sometimes I guess we, we kind of think that it, I know one time I was restoring my, my credit and I was working on um, the restoration aspects and I was told to go out and, like John said, get a card. And for this card, use this card and pay part of the balance. I was dealing with such a low um, first of all, I was pissed off when I when I applied for the credit, and they gave me five hundred dollars. I'm like, what am I doing? Five hundred dollars, right? But, you know, <laughs> I think it was Home Depot, and I was I used them as one of the companies to begin rebuilding uh, my credit. And this was after I, you know, after college, and you know, you go on your shopping sprees, and and you really begin to learn. Well, this is what credit means. It's not free money. You do have to pay it back. So I went through that hardcore lesson of learning that, and so I was advised that. Get, get, you know, go and get a card that's fairly easy to get and manage it so that your scores, because I was trying to begin to purchase some property as well, and so I needed my scores to come up. I needed some activity on my account, and so the Home Depot was the recommended way to go. I was so pissed. I got my, I was found out that I was awarded the credit. I said, $500, what can I get out of 500 What can I get? For five hundred dollars at Home Depot, but the light bulbs. I was pissed, right? And I was told to per- make the purchases, 
pay a per a certain percentage so that there is some re, you know revolving activity on there and and over time it did boost up my my score but what um the emphasis I'm making is that it was so tedious to me that I almost had to force myself to go out and buy something and use it and then you know pay the bill and it was you know initially I felt that it wasn't worth my time you know for me doing that cuz I could just pay cash for it and and I want to speak to that those tedious um tasks that we have to do which really requires a lot of management let me let me just chime in right on there um in a, you've been in a relationship before soy you you've met a man there's going to be some things he's going to have to do to gain your trust true tr- or not got to do some of the small things that's going to attract you so that you can over, you know over time have a trust fund you're not just going to go ahead and meet a guy and say you know what you and I are together so the same thing applies in credit you have to build some sort of trust for these people to honestly give their heart to you and same thing in a relationship you're giving a heart you have to gain some kind of uh, integrity in order over time for these people to understand that I'm going to lend you two hundred thousand dollars I have to see that there's some sort of trust. You know what our biggest problem is as people, especially black people, is that Mm. if we work a job and we make $50,000 and the next person makes $50,000, they figure that whatever that person has or that drives or they have a house, that that they should have it themselves. If I see if I work a job and I'm making $45,000, I see a guy who owns a house, I figure, you know what? He owns a house on his salary. I should be able to hold a house. But guess what? He may be managing his credit a lot better than I'm managing my credit. So when he goes to the bank, they may give him a house without putting anything down. Now, when I go to go purchase a house, my credit's all messed up, and they tell me, well, they need 20% from me. Or they tell me, no, I don't apply for the house. And the problem is people automatically figure, oh, well, that guy is doing something dirty in order to obtain that. No, he's just managing a system that's giving him an opportunity to to uh, borrow money and buy goods and services. So you have to build that trust. A little another tip that I give a lot of people, especially with people, you said that you know what what's five hundred dollars going to do for me? Do you do you understand what a secure credit loan is? If you have, say, you get your uh, tax uh, return back, and you get a seven thousand dollar tax return, one of the things we advise. Go to the bank. Take $1,000 out of that. Open up a secure credit line. Give them $1,000. It's not You're not giving it to them. It's actually yours. They're taking your 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 $1,000 from you. They're putting it away. They're going to give you a credit card with a $1,000 credit line. Okay? You're going to go make purchases on that $1,000 credit line and continue to pay it back. When a year is done, they will give you that $1,000 back. You can ask for it back. With all the interest that it occurred, you get that back. And guess what? Your credit score has gone because you've shown some sort of trust. Do you understand what I'm saying, Soy? Mm-hmm. So you're not losing money. That's a secure credit line. You're, not, you're, you're giving money to borrow your own money, and then you can make payments on it and, get, and retrieve it all back with interest, and your credit score starts to go up. It's all a building factor. And what what happens in, in, in our society is a lot of people have given up. I mean, people have just said, forget it. I'm going to live in an apartment the rest of my life. I'm going to only buy uh, a car that I can afford 
maybe a $3,000 car and just work on it. And, and people have just given up, you know, mm-hmm. or you have those people who are in between. They go to, they, they look on TV. What's the first thing on TV they tell you? You can come in and get a 0% or 0.9 interest. They go to the, the dealership. Their credit's not all intact. What does the dealership tell you? Well, based on this credit, you can have this car, but it's going to be at a 19% interest rate. Okay? And what happens to a lot of times is people have already told everybody they're going to buy a car, and they're putting a lot of pressure. Because that even happened to me. A friend of mine were getting new cars. It's happened about 10 years ago. Friends of mine were all getting new cars, and my credit wasn't all intact, and I felt that I had to go to get a new car. And I went to the dealership, and guess what they told me? You're going to have to pay special finance. I already told everybody I'm getting a new car. Guess what? I got I bought that car with the special finance, paying a eighteen, nineteen percent interest for the course of the loan because mm-hmm. my credit wasn't intact. So where I could be paying two seventy five a month, I'm now paying four hundred dollars a month on a loan. And I'm paying extra hundred and fifteen dollars based on that, based on my interest. Go ahead. John, how likely, yeah, that happens pretty frequently. And for those who have experienced that, how likely is it that they can come out of that loan? You know, because, you know, the dealership, they tell you, oh, just go ahead and do it, pay it on time and refinance it. How easy or difficult is is that to do, to refinance your car? It is is possible, okay, and uh, automotive finance is something that I have a a particular interest in. Uh, I've worked in that arena for uh, off and off over 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 a decade. Um, what happens with that is one, like like Desmond said, you got the you got this customer who wants this vehicle. You got this salesperson who's going to sales strategy down, and they know about secondary finance. And even if you don't, they know they can pretty much get anybody approved for anything. The interest rates are something ridiculous. You can get into it, and you can make that payment on time. Like I said, oh man, make it six months. You come back in, you flip right out of it. 90% of the time, that never happens. Because, again, you, you've got to look at the, the, the outer the line factors. If you're already a person who is in secondary, what they call, you know, P&C pay for secondary lending, chances are you're probably going to skip up and you're going to miss a payment or you're going to be late, you know, four or five days or 15 days on one payment in that course of time. Um, that is going to happen. Not necessarily even with that bill. It could be with a, another bill. See, all things have to be in perfect order for you to have that dream scenario where you're you can get second, you know, tier financing and then come back out of it. Is it possible? Absolutely, but it is extremely, extremely difficult, um, especially for again those of us who maybe a little older, uh, we have some blemishes and whatnot on our credit. Now, a young person, for example, that starts out has no credit. Uh, and maybe they get, you know, Cat One or one of these guys gives them a, a higher interest loan, but that's their first major purchase, their first major loan. If they follow that payment schedule and they pay that thing on time or pay it early, yes, in six, seven months or so, they will be able to possibly get a favorable rate. But 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 the, but we're talking about average Joe, average James. They've got a bunch of different things kind of going on in the background. And you got to be leery again, almost like you said about, with, you know, you're at checkout and they want to try to give you 20% off. you got to be leery of that car sales that's going to tell you, oh, man, you can get out of it, you can flip back out of it in six months. 
it is, is, is not that easy because what has to happen is your credit score has to be in a better place six months from now than what it was before, and you've probably got to have a little bit of an equity position in that particular vehicle, which if you're not making, you know, payments over the amount of the actual note, you don't. You know, not in six months' time, you don't. You know, in the first couple of years, all you're paying is interest. So you got to be really careful about that. And that's one of the things that sets us apart. We are here to educate you on that, to navigate you through that path so that you don't fall, you know, for, for our customers don't fall, you know, for those pitfalls and those sales pitches and, and things of that nature because that's just what they are. And, unfortunately, we don't find out until we read, you know, the fine print and it's too late. Now, now you're already in. You know what I mean? I know I, I know exactly what you mean, and and I'm I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna be candid for a moment. You guys are phenomenal. To be quite honest, I you know I have I've been around the block a time or two, and and I have some some knowledge about credit. I did not realize until the conclusion of this interview how much management is necessary, you know, for for um to deal with our credit. So I I really raise my hat up to you for what you do. Give us more information about where we can find out about you. www.itsallaboutyourscore.com because that's all it's about. It's all about your score. www.itsallaboutyourscore. Send us a message. We'll give you a free consultation and we'll um, we'll go from there. Alright, well, well, thank you, gentlemen. I hope that people have you you gathered something. Oh, you're, you're quite welcome. And we're going to get you guys back again. Because I, I want, I may be your first client. Credit management. <laughs> Come on down. Know. We need, definitely that we need. Thanks for listening to the show today. We've got awesome information that we share. And it can help you with employment, it can help you purchase property, your bank account, you know the whole deal. Check your score at least twice a year at the gentleman's bed. And don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Joy, from your app store. Visit the website and comment what you think about the show and whether this information is useful to you. Have a great week,